Are you ready to tell me everything? <laughs> Did he watch your Instagram story? He was the first to watch it, girl. Ghost him. Hey guys, welcome back to Tell Me Everything with Lance. Guys, I'm so excited to present to you my newest sponsor to the podcast, Apero. Apero is a homegrown small business based in Dubai with the best luxurious cheese and meat boards and spreads for every occasion, whether it's for a housewarming, birthday, or any event, including corporate ones, by the way. If you're hosting or attending, these boards are the perfect hit. Personal experience, I've ordered these boards for every gathering girls night. I mean, I've just, I've ordered it. It's been demolished. Everyone raves about it. I cannot recommend apparel enough. Be sure to order from apparelboards.com to get 10% off your first three orders. I'll be sure to drop their social handles and website in the show notes. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to Tell Me Everything with Lance, episode 47. Woohoo! Today's guest is Lama Andari, the founder of Optaluna. Yay. which is a social enterprise that connects families with children fighting or have fought cancer. She's also the author of a children's book called Super Kids. We are going to discuss what inspired her to start Optaluna and what that journey looked like for her. Please welcome Lama to the show. Thank you, Lance. Thank you so much for the amazing opportunity. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to kind of get into, you know, I've done a bit of research on you, but I'm really, I'm decided to get into what inspired you and, you know, how you ended up here. So I think for starters, could you tell us a little bit of your background sure. and how you ended up in Dubai? Sure. Um, my sister moved here in 1999. Damn. So um, <laughs> I remember uh, having, like, celebrating New Year's here from 1999, 2000, and it was in Heritage Village in Shindaga, which was the happening place <laughs> back then. It's actually a beautiful night. Um, so my sister moved here first, and then she, basically every couple of years, one of the family members would um, move here. Mm. Uh, so I studied uh, business marketing, okay. um, and then I joined your I was an intern there and then I started the PR department for Dior Beauty. I was there for a couple of years. Uh, it was an amazing role, but I felt like luxury isn't my thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be um, working for a luxury brand for the rest of my life. And then um, lived in Australia, got a master's degree in international social and economic development. Um, and then lots of stuff happened. Mm -hmm. I unfortunately lost my first husband to cancer. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, thank you so much. And uh, that made me reflect a lot. And I felt like this yearning to come back to this part of the world. Mm -hmm. um, my family's been here for a decade and a half already. Wow. So definitely we call Dubai home. Mm -hmm. We appreciate um, how much Dubai has offered us. So Dubai is home for the short to medium and maybe long run, who knows? Yeah. Okay, great. So, I mean, let's get into it. Can you share with us the story of the fa of how you founded Abdulun and how it kind of came to be? Sure. So, um, uh, in the past couple of years, I've been uh, uh, working in the public sector happy as a mom of a two-year-old everything was going great i was pregnant with our second child it was covid and we were doing so much for covid and the last thing i even thought would happen was to find out that my son was diagnosed with cancer wow. and that's from my second husband um it's not genetic only 10 percent of all childhood cancer cases are actually genetic wow i didn't know that which is very interesting yeah so um 
because I have a master's degree in the yeah. field, naturally the first thing I wanted to know about were, is, are there any NGOs or charities that we can go to to reach out to other parents who are going through this, to connect with other mm -hmm. families, to see what resources and services are available. Um, and I found out that, yes, we do have entities mm -hmm. that um, uh, touch upon childhood cancer, but no one's dedicated uh, with regards to the cause. And also, when you talk about cancer and childhood cancer specifically, it's such a taboo topic that no yeah. one wants to talk about it. Yeah. So I decided to fill this gap by writing a children's book about childhood cancer and by creating the very first and only entity in the UAE that's dedicated to childhood cancer wow. um, called Abtaluna, which mm -hmm. in Arabic means our superheroes. So, I mean, so so during COVID, you know, you learn about this news, devastating news, and you're like, in your first, is your first initial thought, like, what are other families going through this? How are they going through it? How are they managing it? How are they managing because, it? Yeah. Like, I was the primary caregiver for my first husband, so I know okay. what it's like to take care of yeah. someone going through cancer, but it's so different when it's a child mm. first. Second, during COVID, the last thing you want is to spend all this time at the hospital. Of course. But here we are basically living at the hospital. Yeah. And you're, you fear connecting uh, with other people, especially strangers, because mm. like you just want to, I don't know, uh, create a cocoon for yourself and just like hide a bubble. Uh, like a bubble. Yeah. Um, but then again, you learn so much when you exchange experiences, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to parenthood. And in particular, when it comes to childhood cancer, because with all my due respect to, to doctors mm. and nurses, mm -hmm. there's a lot to learn from them, but it's not the same as comparing notes and learning from fellow parents. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, our children go to the hospital for treatment, but during, I'm not going to say the majority of the time, because it depends on the treatment, and there's a significant amount of time that parents have to take care of the children alone mm -hmm. at home. And this is a very big responsibility. Some of us don't have medical backgrounds. Yeah. Some of them have uh, other children. Yeah. We have jobs. We want to be able to you know, survive um, handling all this. Um, and it's overwhelming. It's a massive burden. It's tragic mm -hmm. to hear that your child's going through cancer. And sometimes practical tips. How do I give my two-year-old child a tablet to, to, to swallow? Like, how do, how do I do it? And just... Wanting to reach out to other parents and learn from their ups and downs, what what were the lessons that they um, benefited from, uh, whether it's on the job, like finding out with their own child, mm -hmm. or that that they've learned while reaching out to other parents. So that's what's really motivated me, inspired me to say to myself, okay, I know there's a clear interest and a clear need. Unfortunately, no one's really formally um, filling this gap. How can I contribute? And it's just who I am, that if I find that there's um, a, an issue and a solution and no one's taking care of the solution, then I just have to action and do something about it. You mentioned um, the taboo of you know cancer and specifically yep. childhood cancer. How do you think, do you think we've evolved through the years? I mean, as someone, as a parent going through it, do you think we're evolving and being more open about speaking about it? Or do you think there's still a blockage of people not speaking about it or, you know, I think that's a great question. I think it's a bit better than before. Okay. But we still have a long way to go. Because um, we say al-marad al-khabis or we say hadek al-marad or that illness. We don't even name cancer for what it is. It's just our nature, unfortunately, that adults fear cancer so much that we resist talking about it. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? We fear it. It uh, uh, cascades to our children. They start also fearing the word cancer. And they associate it 
to a death sentence, mm. which just isn't fair. Yes. Another statistic, in developing countries, 80% of childhood cancer cases are actually curable. They survive. 80%. So what do we do? We only focus on the 20%. Mm. We must focus definitely on the 20% and support their families because they deserve all the support. Definitely. No doubt. And Abtarana also has parents who unfortunately lost their children to cancer. It's not just for children who are enduring or having gone through cancer. Um, but we need to focus that, yes, cancer is a serious illness, but we need to think of how we support families going through it. We have to be hopeful. It's very difficult to use optimism and associate mm. optimism to cancer because it is a very serious illness. But at least, can we use hopeful words instead? Um, I don't want a child to walk into a class and have other kids, their kids' classmates, uh, their classmates tell them, um, are you dying? Like, mm. So we need to reframe how we approach cancer as adults and as kids. And very importantly, if you ask parents out there, how many of them know about the signs and symptoms of childhood cancer? most probably the answer would be zero yeah. or one or two. Yeah. Why? Because again, we're not raising awareness about the early signs and symptoms of childhood cancer. We cannot prevent childhood cancer, unlike with adult cancer. Mm -hmm. You have, unfortunately, situations where I have uh, one of the Abtalana parents was telling me about her daughter. She's two months old who has cancer. Two months old. So what are the signs and symptoms to look out for how can we um, educate parents on what they should look out for how can they trust their gut not dismiss yep. if there are any symptoms and seek one two and three and even more uh, doctors opinions because sometimes misdiagnosis does happen yep and the kid doesn't know what to tell you if they're going through childhood cancer. They have no idea sometimes how to explain it. They might just tell you, uh, I'm, I'm too tired, I cannot go to school. Mm -hmm. and some parents would dismiss that, like, really? Yeah. Um, are you being <laughs> lazy? That excuse. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, that exactly. another excuse today? Yeah. But sometimes they just don't know how to explain to you what they're going through. Mm -hmm. So that's how Uptana came about. Um, how have you seen, like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of families, of course, has, have, have joined. Would you call it a movement? In some aspects, yes. I would say uh, so, yeah. I think it's also a parent advocacy group that basically wants to um, support our super kids, raise awareness, and get the whole community to talk about childhood cancer. When was it the last time that you saw a brand support childhood cancer? Like years, like a long, very, maybe in if the States, ever. but if ever, yeah. In the region, Especially not ever. in this region, correct. Globally, definitely, there's yes. a much bigger movement. But here, unfortunately, pretty much no one knows that September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Didn't know that. We know that Breast Cancer Awareness Month correct. is October. We yep. know about November and November, but... September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Nothing much happens. Mm -hmm. The brand are not on board. We don't see active campaigns that are being run to raise awareness. And also February 15 is Childhood Cancer Awareness Day. So from your platform lands, I really hope that yeah. brands uh, prioritize, if not for this year, then at least for next year, what are they going to put in place to support families going through childhood cancer by raising awareness? Because every parent, every adult is responsible to learn about childhood cancer and some parents tell you well uh, hopefully i'm not going to be affected because childhood cancer is not in my family well this it was the same for us um no one in our family has leukemia which mm. is what my son has no one in our family is both my husband and i has childhood cancer um and unfortunately it happens so we mustn't just 
say to ourselves, we don't want to learn about it just because it hasn't affected us before. Unfortunately, the reality is, I hope no one gets sick, obviously, but the reality of the matter is that if we talk globally, every 80 seconds, a child gets diagnosed with cancer. Wow. We have 400,000 children around the globe who are diagnosed with cancer. In the region, we have 18,000. And in the UAE, we have a couple of hundred cases diagnosed each year. Wow. So we must talk about childhood cancer. I don't think it's optional. It's not a luxury. It's absolutely necessary. I completely agree. And whatever platform, whatever platforms, my personal, my TikTok, I, you know, having you on is extremely important for awareness. Appreciate and it. I really don't think we talk about it enough. You're right. I mean, I, when I was doing research and stuff, I was like, wow, this is an incredible foundation. I know you call it social enterprise, but foundation, yes. it's an incredible one that how have I not heard about this before? Yes. Well, I only started it like eight months ago. Okay, fine. So, <laughs> so I, I don't blame you. So it is relatively new. Um, so it took us, it took me a good um, year and a half to figure out what is it that I want to do. And mm -hmm. obviously the first year was super intense with of my course. son's treatment, yeah. giving birth, and we're still not done. So this is also something that we want to raise awareness uh, about. Um, Sometimes cancer treatments can reach two and a half to three years. My wow. own son's treatment is two and a half. When he finishes in August, he would have spent half his life on earth in treatment. Wow. And that is significant. So how are we raising awareness with schools to mm -hmm. better support our children, yep. with companies and entities to better support parents? Because let's face it, uh, a lot of employees in the workforce are parents. Yep. Do, do they understand those entities, how to support these parents? Mental health is another important topic that I also talk about. Because while it's less of a stigma nowadays compared to before, Correct. thankfully, Thank finally, you. finally, <laughs> 2023, finally, <laughs> let's go. Um, it's the Gen Zers. Yeah, exactly. I swear it's the Gen Zers. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there, slowly. We're getting there. Um, and obviously different generations understand mental health in different aspects, but we're getting there in terms of also raising awareness about how can we support the mental health of the children going through cancer, the siblings, because they often get left yeah, out of the true. equation. And the parents themselves, uh, and this is something that I always uh, talk about, that from day one, when a child gets diagnosed with cancer, the child needs to have mental health support mm -hmm. if they're an, at an age that can obviously understand. Um, and the parent needs mental health support and even the siblings because everyone gets impacted. It's impacted, impacted, you're correct. And it's a traumatic experience for everyone. It requires surgeries, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, immunotherapy, stays at the hospital, sometimes leaving your own comfortable environment, living in the hospital, traveling to another country for treatment. It shakes your entire system. Absolutely. I mean, what are some ways, if anyone's listening to this and has been impacted by cancer or child cancer, from siblings to parents, like you, you mentioned, what are some ways where they can help their mental health or, you know, seek, is it therapy? Is it group therapy? You know, with the whole family, what, what, what do you suggest? Different people will um, have different needs, obviously. Yeah. And um, it's about character. It's about the circumstance and the timing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes during this point in time, we don't want to seek, for example, individual therapy, but we want to go for group therapy. Or sometimes we want to talk to a coach or mm -hmm. we're not ready to talk a psych to a psychiatrist or psychologist. And sometimes we just need family and friends to hear about it. Because Correct. after all, I know from my own story, mm -hmm. at the beginning, I couldn't even reach out to someone to tell them what, about what I'm going yeah. through. It was so overwhelming. And at the beginning, I just, we, we really, my husband and I just needed to digest the this massive sad news and learn because there's so much to learn all of a sudden you're like 
I'm put in a situation where I need to save my child. Yeah. And something that we don't talk about sufficiently is parents have a big role to play sometimes in choosing the path for their children's medical pathways. Journey. Because yeah. sometimes it's not straightforward, and we had to endure that as well. It wasn't uh, a straightforward uh, situation with my son because he didn't achieve remission after the first month of treatment, which meant that the original protocol for chemotherapy wasn't working as well as it should. Mm. And we were open to discussions with various doctors. What's next? Is it continue chemotherapy, add immunotherapy, do a bone marrow transplant? And it's so overwhelming because sometimes doctors don't agree. There's mm. no consensus. And Even if you get a that. second, third, it's, yeah. We reached out. We went all out, my husband and I. We reached out to 15 doctors wow. from around the globe. Wow. Experts in the field of leukemia. Yes. Explained to them our son's situation, and they came back split. Wow. There was no consensus so on how, do you how make to proceed. That decision? That's, that's the difficulty. And this is where we should also shed light on what parents endure. 100%. Because we took our decision on... My husband and I were very clear with each other that we'll never regret that decision because at that point in time, that's it was the right decision made. to do. Mm -hmm. No one will tell, like time will tell, no one will know whether it was the right decision or not. Hopefully, obviously, crossing fingers and toes that we did take the right decision, but time will tell because we don't know. And science, unfortunately, is not advanced enough to tell us. What? Everything is a matter of probability. They tell you probably this is the right treatment for your case, mm. but do we know for certain? I wanted to ask you maybe a more of a personal question. How, you know, you've created this foundation and, you know, your son is going through leukemia, uh, has leukemia. How do you personally navigate everything? You know, how do you, because I mean, I'm listening to you right now. You're extremely passionate and you're a very positive human. I mean, from your energy, that's what I'm getting. How do you kind of get through the, are those days that are, that are like, oh my God, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I got to put the brave face on. Is it always a brave face for you personally? No, not at all. No. For me, uh, uh, being vulnerable and uh, feeling genuine to myself and to those around me is an absolute must. So that's why I talk about that on Abdallah's Instagram page. Mm. If I feel down about it, I'll just say that this is how I feel right now. Because enough with this whole I stereotyping totally <laughs> that, you know, motherhood and parenthood is la vie en rose and like we dream of being parents. The reality of the matter is that parenthood is in a very, very challenging journey. Whether it's childhood cancer or any other issue, Parents struggle day in, day out because one, you'll never be the same person again when you're a parent because you have a responsibility. We were just talking about it. You have a life, a human being that you are responsible for. So, yes, we retain who we are. Obviously, we're not like changing dramatically in all aspects. Yeah. But in some aspects, we'll never be that person again because there's another you life they need to nurture. Absolutely. And, and, and it's your responsibility. Yeah. For me, what keeps me going is one, having a growth mindset that I appreciate. A growth mindset. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. I do believe that having the right approach and having the right mindset when it comes to understanding and accepting situations is crucial in life. Okay. We are all going to endure in one way or another an obstacle or a difficulty definitely 100 percent. for me the way i approach life is if it's something that i can control i'll work so hard to make sure that i'm controlling it whether it's my mood my mental health um, uh, people around me etc if there's something i cannot control like my child's health the cancer itself i cannot control it he has it i cannot change it what i've learned is to i don't want to use the word succumb but i accept it 
that, okay, I cannot change it, so you know what? I'm going to live my life to the fullest. I'm going to have those around me live their lives to the fullest and enjoy every bit of it. Because if you come to think about it, life is shorter than we think in some aspects. Definitely. When I lost my first husband, um, to say that I was devastated uh, won't even describe what I felt mm -hmm. because all you want to do is to see young people thrive and, and be happy and, and to be succeed. And then there again, I was looking at him and thinking, how in, on earth did this happen? But you learn that, and I learned that from him, that you just continue to live your life like it's the last day on earth and you just make the best out of it. Literally, the bucket list should not be a bucket list for your retirement. It yes. should be every day of your life. What is it that I want to achieve today? For me, I'm very passionate. I'm very purpose-driven. I, I love it. I love I'm that very energetic. Yes. If there's something that I want to do, I'll snatch it and I'll work on it because I'm very hardworking. And that's what keeps me going. For me, it's giving back. It's uh, to feel that I have a sense of purpose. And mm -hmm. a lot of people, um, and I don't talk about it because for confidentiality reason, I have no right to talk about parents who come up to me and say, um, you, don't, you cannot imagine how much you've affected us positively, how much you've supported us, and we appreciate it because we know what you're going through because we're going through it right now. Mm. I had a mother reach out to me just a few days ago to say, Lama, I'm going through what you went through. My child is going through cancer, and I just gave birth. Wow. And it's tough. But just to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and sometimes you don't even think that there's a tunnel. You just yeah. think there's a wall in front of you. There's no end in sight for this misery. Mm -hmm. But the advice I've been given is take it day by day, and that's what keeps me going. Take it day by day. Um, your, I mean, your story is absolutely incredible, Lama, and I think as people in a community, you know, I'll just take someone, I know I have a platform, but as well as, you know, how can we raise awareness as people who are not directly affected by sure. by cancer, or children's cancer, or adult cancer, whatever it might be? How can we as people, you know, is it during September we post on Instagram, yes. social media? Is it on February? I think Everyone, you said twelfth. We February fifteenth. February fifteenth. Everyone ha can play their own a role in their own way. Um, we all are on social media. Yes, if not all. Okay, I'm going to say most. Uh, I'm not sure if there's someone living under a rock who's not on social media. But uh, most of us are on social media. Correct. So let's make use of such social media platforms to raise awareness about content that's science and evidence driven. Because that's also another issue. Well, it is an issue because we're flooded every single day with, with content, content that's just um, absolute void of anything credible. Exactly. So only rely on credible sources. And there are so many scientific medical uh, websites and hospital uh, websites that are uh, um, that we can trust rely on the, those contents those accounts mm -hmm. to be able to share uh, content and raise awareness one two see in your own entities how you can raise awareness with employees internally how brands for example can support and be able to raise awareness and very importantly look into the organizations and the entities that are locally in the country that are supporting families going through cancer mm -hmm. whether it's friends of cancer patients in Sharjah a Jalila Foundation in Dubai, Abtalana, uh, my own entity. We don't have uh, uh, tens of organizations like abroad. Yes. In the US, you have hundreds, literally Correct. hundreds of organizations that support families going through cancer. But step by step, we'll get there to be able to normalize talking about childhood cancer, support children going through it, and reframe how we approach cancer. I think this is key because even I'm learning so much from you today. And when you said that there's a, it's taboo, you're 100% right when you say, even when you hear like, God forbid, if someone's parent or someone's friend or someone's colleague is going through cancer, 
you just you feel down you don't know what to do you feel awkward i think instead of being awkward we should be embracing exactly saying you know what yes that sucks let's be honest it sucks but let's do something that matters put share on social media every guys share on social media it is the easiest thing you have the little share button click it and you have an instagram page as of well course. and you have a website that i follow sure. yes. and i will definitely put it in the show notes so people can follow and hopefully share and guys i'm going to make you share in september but <laughs> hopefully share and i will definitely yeah. make that um i'm I'm just sorry to add to your point. Yes. We can all participate in different ways. So, for example, I ran a hair donation campaign recently. Nice. Because also we can feel like we're supporting the cause by giving a piece of ourselves, which is our own hair. Yeah. By donating our hair, we're donating them to a charity that's creating wigs for people impacted by cancer. So there are different ways that we can on the ground be very practical and support families going through cancer if you know that you have a friend or a family relative going through it and you ask them listen how can i support you and they're like honestly nothing it's okay do that extra step send them a home cooked meal yes offer to take their other kids um out just so that they can take a break so that they're not nagging when they come back home there are so many ways that you can offer genuine support Mm -hmm. uh, to families going through childhood cancer I, def- I definitely agree. I, I actually, I had a question kind of going back to, you know, you're giving a space for families to come and feel support. Yeah. And what, re- what ways or resources, is it kind of like everyone comes together in a room and they're talking about everything? Or are you connecting people together being like, you're not the only one going through this. Yeah. Here's another family. Is it kind of support groups different like that? Different families have different priorities. Some Correct. want to connect face to face. Some don't want to connect at all. They just want to know that, okay, there's, a, a, there's an a entity, there's a space. Yes. So one of the things that I've launched and I'm really proud of the partnerships that I've um, uh, created over the past couple of months and I'm super grateful to individuals and entities who said listen yes we do want to partner with Uptana how can we support so uh, I've recently uh, created a partnership with the Lighthouse Arabia oh nice so we're organizing I go they're just amazing (laughs) they're amazing they really are so they're supporting by creating monthly online group sessions beautiful so some parents they join one month they might not join another month but at least they have a safe space yep. to talk to vent with people who know exactly what they're going that what they're going through or yeah. have gone through uh, and who just will listen to you um, attentively not judge you and just a space to cry if you want to cry, talk if you want to talk, or just listen. listen. Oh, yeah. And we don't have that sufficiently. Um, and we need to, I'm also working to create the same for children going through cancer and for siblings with Monarch Health Center. And I really appreciate all their support um, because we need to create the safe space for children to talk. It can be a very lonely experience yeah. because if a child is going through cancer and they talk to their best friend who knows them inside out, but this best friend doesn't understand what they're going through, it's they won't be able to vent properly. Mm. But if they talk to someone who has gone through it, knows what childhood cancer is about, they just click. They just are able to let it all out. Yeah. So we need to also work harder to be able to provide mental health support for the children and for their siblings. And it should start from the hospital from day one. Um, so looking forward to working yeah. very hard on this uh, next couple and, of months. And that- Support for Tell Me Everything with Land is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for all your shaving needs. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate hygiene bundle for the man in your life, the Performance Package. Help him join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Guys, I am getting the best offer for you. For the man in your life, for the father in your life, for the brother in your life, 
whoever you are looking for a gift, a present, whatever occasion it could be, the performance package is ultimately amazing. I got it for my husband Khaled and my brother Ramzi and they absolutely love it. The Lawnmower 4.0, by the way, is included in this performance package. You can get any of the things on Manscaped using my code. Get 20% off and free shipping with code LANZ, L-A-N-Z, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using LANZ. Unlock his confidence and always use the right tools for the right job with Manscaped. Guys, I cannot rave more about all the products that Manscaped has to offer and you get 20% off using my code L-A-N-Z lands. Enjoy. Really ties into kind of the mental health aspect we were speaking about before, you know, now we're in 2023, we're speaking about mental health. I speak about it all the time on this podcast. And I think creating, you know, I also like you, I'm very vulnerable. I will always be vulnerable, even in any space. It's human nature. I think it's it's abnormal to not feel vulnerable. We all go through ups and downs. And there's always this, you know, social media always focuses on the ups. It's normal. Exactly. I do that in my personal life. Like I'm not going to always share when I'm sad or frustrated. I share the happy moments. And for me, it's, I'm just so proud of this happy moment that I want to, you know, like, engrave it on my (laughs) social media it's like set in stone like it's there for me to cherish forever yeah Um, but the reality of the matter is we should normalize on social media to be able to talk about when we're vulnerable when we feel um down or uh um, when we feel exhausted drained um lonely um emotional miserable uh, when we're feeling confused about what is it that we want to do with our lives and Every parent goes through all these emotions, mm-hmm. no doubt, um, and it's completely normal. And it's we should normalize to be able to say that parents do go through an array of emotions, and all of them are normal. It's not about always being happy and upbeat. No, we have to no. normalize the ups. On the and contrary, downs. Yeah. you don't appreciate the ups if you don't go through the downs. Uh, totally. And when I'm down, you. I'm like. Huh. All right, I'll hang in there. I'll do the right things. I'll think about things differently to be able to reach that up again mm-hmm. and enjoy it while when you know things are stable. Yeah. Um, this is actually my last question, but what does the future look like for you? Like, what is the big dream and aspiration for you right now with Abdulluna? With yes. with anything, it can really apply to anything. So Abdulluna has four main goals. One, connect families going through cancer, and every couple of days or weeks, I get someone who's joining. Um, they have different needs. Sometimes they just want to ask me questions because okay. they feel yeah. that they're not comfortable enough to ask an oncologist, or sometimes they don't even know which oncologist to go for. Mm. So just to be able to connect with those families, whether it's face to face, online, or just over the phone. Two, it's to be able to raise awareness such as on your platform yeah. being able to go to the media talking about it through Abdallah's page etc three creating partnerships and I'm really grateful to a number of partners and they're all listed on the website that have been incredibly supportive when it comes to printing my book um, uh, Prince Souk who printed my book Tamimi Al-Tamimi who have provided legal services Ahabu Publishing the publisher there are so many names that I want to thank because they keep Abtana going, and mm. it's. Um, I think that's crucial. What I've created is to be able to to, to do something sustainable for years yes. to come, not just for days or weeks to come. And the fourth a very important point, and that's what I'm focusing on now, is to be able to create an online directory of all the important contact details. Because if a child gets diagnosed today, the parents are at a complete loss. Of course, Where do yeah. I take my You're child? Right. Yeah. Or if a child is going through cancer treatment, who are the doctors on, uh, who are specialized in oncology or even... Um, 
therapists, specialists who I can take my child if they need physical therapy or, or mental health support, etc. So um, I think that's also another very important tool that unfortunately we don't have right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on it first on a local, first on Emirate level, then on a local level, and then on a regional level. Okay, I love it. And thank you so much. I mean, I've learned so much and I think your platform and what you're doing is absolutely incredible. Anyway, this platform can help and I'll be sharing it on social media. You have an extremely inspiring story. So thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I will put all the links, the website, everything in my show notes so people can see, watch, listen, read to learn more. So thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Bye, guys. I will see you next week. Subscribe, subscribe, like, and I'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Have a good week.